Welcome to another HLS Picks Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Ritter. You can call me ND Tex. And as always, you can catch us live over on twitch.tv slash Sons. Subscribe and review the podcast over at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you happen to get your podcast feeds at. Make sure you join us in Discord. That is our live chat channel. It's always up all the time. HerLoyalSons.com slash Discord. Of course, you can always find us at our home at HerLoyalSons.com. With that being said, time to bring in Eddie. Eddie, how you doing, sir? Well, it wasn't a great day in the real world. Well, took a took an L professionally, which was not fun. But uh, oh no, that's never good. Uh, you know, it happens. We'll we'll get them on appeal. We're not too worried about it. But uh, <laughs> lawyered. Hoping hoping that uh, things will go a little better this week. I'm not gonna lie. I woke up Saturday morning, and you know how some days you just. I don't know if it's getting out on the wrong side of the bed or what, but you just have a vibe that things aren't going to go your way. <laughs> things really didn't go your way last week, I, man. I had, I thank God I had, I woke up to some soccer winnings. Cause I was like, I, something just feels off. And it was, ugh, it was not a great day football wise for your boy. Yeah. Three and four on the picks that you made on the pod. I went five and two, which gives me a two game lead over Eddie and our friendly $100 extra life bet, which by the way, um, that that's only a month away. The marathon that I'm going to do, I'm actually going to try to merge it with football. We'll have more details coming soon, but, uh, it's going to be a good time. I'm going to enjoy it, but, uh, yes, I'm two games ahead of Eddie, but I know better than to, rest of my laurels this has been a crazy season it, it is almost impossible to try to make any sense of it if you're a top 25 team it's almost like it's a curse and well we got a lot of top 25 matchups this week and even some top 10 matchups this week as well and a very very sad red river shootout so um eddie what do you say we go ahead and get to this mess let's go baby all right there is the beautiful board and yes we're gonna start with that very very sad red river shootout and because i know eddie will make me say it the red river rivalry i got all my r's wow, in place. got it in one working i've been working hard working hard uh but yes texas and oklahoma will face off very little defense expected in this odd version in an empty state fair 72 and a half is the total one and a half is the spread for ou is the favorite in this and yes it will be a neutral site there will be some fans it will be reduced capacity neither of these teams are ranked oklahoma is still looking for their first fbs win uh oh boy eddie let's go ahead and get this out of the way well hold up it's two and a half not one and a half oh it changed on huh? tally site all right Ta- tally sites had it two and a half all day is why i'd say that oh maybe i typo then we'll go with two and a half then i, I trust you i trust you won't i don't think it's gonna help me either way <laughs> yeah that that one point isn't gonna change much i don't think um god this has got to be the weirdest red river shootout in years 
I mean, you've got an OU team coming in with two losses already. You've got a Texas team who somehow is still ranked inexplicably. Two and one should be one and two. I, it's crazy. Got some uh, a, a fun bear facts. Give me that, honey. It's the first time OU's been unranked in this game since 05. Ooh. And the first time since 1999 that neither was in the top 20. Wow. See, I didn't even realize I was going through, and I think I willfully bypassed Texas as number 22. Like, just expecting it not to be the case. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the fact weird. that... Well, and, and that TCU isn't ranked after beating them is somewhat surprising, with Texas still being up there, but... Hey, you know, you put the hurt on UTEP, you get to keep your number, I guess. I guess so. Uh, Oklahoma coming off a couple of bad losses. Spencer Rattler looking rattled at times. I don't really think it's freshman issues as much as it is. Their O-line is just trash. They can't tackle worth a damn. Meanwhile, Texas's defense also garbage. The thing is, Texas can still put up points. Sam Ellinger, very seasoned. He's been around for a lot longer. At this point, I feel like I'm just going to take points in the Big 12 no matter what, unless Kansas is involved. <laughs> Why strategy? And, and of course, there's the final reason, Ryan, and you know what that is, don't you? Uh, let me hear it. Because Tom Herman is an underdog. How did I forget the... I forgot the song. Damn it. I mean, obviously the shine has worn off it somewhat while he's been at Texas. But even in this game alone, he's still 3-1 and one against the spread here. And I think he's been a dog every time. So we're going to go ahead and take the points here. This is... I mean, OU could be in a full-on tailspin. But Herman at this point, I think is coaching to stay off the hot seat. Like, folks here in Austin are not happy, and a loss to OU here, it's going to get ugly fast. Yeah, um, this game is weird. I'm not even going to play the shootout drop because I I don't know if it's going to be so much of a shootout as a fact that both defenses are non-existent, as you said. Uh, So I I don't know if we'll quite get to the over. That's a very high number, but... With these two defenses, who knows? Both these, Texas can put up points. You expect OU's defense to wake up at some point. And and yeah, you mentioned it. The offense just looks real, real bad right now. And and Spencer Rattler, when he was attempting the comeback, uh, I mean, he, he went from, okay, he's exactly what we expect to all the jokes coming out. Well, OU apparently forgot their transfer quarterback and now they suck. Um... And the thing I come back to, I mentioned it before. Yeah, look, Texas beat UTEP, and that's not much to write home about. But Oklahoma beat up on an FCS team, and that was it. So I'm going to take the points, too, because I am expecting, again, I hesitate to call it a shootout, but there should be a lack of defense. And with that said, uh, I mean, it's not many points, but I'll go ahead and take it. This line kind of reeks of... Vegas expects Oklahoma to be better still, and you just kind of get a field goal in there and a little bit less than that. So awful game, ugly game should be a talk about a sleepy noon kickoff. 
this is going to be just the weirdest atmosphere ever. That that's I'm actually more interested in what the atmosphere of the game is going to be like than the game itself. I think. <laughs> yeah, a 25 percent full cotton bowl is going to be very strange. With no state fair going around, like you're not able to walk around, get your food, get liquored up before you walk in. I, I don't know what their tailgating rules are going to be, but if it's anything like what the Cowboys have done, it's going to be extremely limited. So it's it's going to be strange, especially if they try to do that 50-50 split. I don't know how you do that with social distancing. So <laughs> Everybody gets a row. <laughs> oh, it's, it's going to be weird. All right, well, let's go ahead and move on. We're going to head into the ACC. We'll talk about another Texas team, Texas A&M, who is still hanging on to their top 25 rank, rank number 21, taking on number four, Florida. Who is a favorite here? Aggies will be home in Aggie Land, Florida, six and a half point favorite. Fifty-eight and a half is the total in this one. I tell you what, Eddie, I don't know if there's anything I trust less right now, or or I'm certain about that I trust less than Jimbo Fisher, Fisher coaching. I don't know what the general plan is for AM. He was asked uh after the Alabama, what's changed? He said, Well, Used to be, we expected to lose these games. Now, granted, this was after Bama comfortably, and I mean comfortably covered. Six and a half. I, I have loved Florida's offense. They have a very, very fun offense. Uh, the Kyle Trask to Kyle Pitts connection is very, very fun. And Florida's got a defense, too. A lot of explosive plays by Alabama last week. The Elko defense seems to be looking for their way out, their way up. And I don't care if AM is at home and they're going to have, you know, again, it's in Texas. So there is a little bit of a reduced crowd there. There will be people in the stands. I just don't see it. I can't see it. Go ahead and give me Florida. Who do you got, Eddie? See, I have nothing but faith in Jimbo Fisher's coaching right now. This team fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> it's bad. This is, not, this is not a good football team. Meanwhile, Florida, I feel like, is really, really good. We saw what uh, Alabama was able to do to Texas A&M secondary last week. I mean, they had Waddle bracketed, and he still would offer about an 84-yard touchdown. This was after having already given up a 75-yard touchdown in the game. <laughs> I think Kyle Pitts is going to get loose. I Like you said, the Kyle to Kyle has been very, very hot this year. Kyle Trask looks good. I think this A&M team is not very good at all. I think there's going to be a lot of fading the Aggies, at least in my future. I'm a go Gator. All right. We got an ACC top 25 ranked matchup. Number 19, Virginia Tech coming on and facing, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but number eight, North Carolina, who is a five and a half point favorite. 59 and a half is the total. Who do you have in this one, Eddie? So North Carolina damn near lost to Boston College last week. But they did. If it was not for the jerks at the jerk store throwing the extremely <laughs> rare pick two at the end of the game, we might have had an OT thriller. Virginia Tech, meanwhile, I've tried to pick against Virginia Tech because they were missing a ton of players. They've obviously had a lot of COVID outbreaks, but this team has fought damn hard, and they've been winning football games. I don't trust North Carolina yet. If you give me points with Virginia Tech, I think I'm going to go ahead and take them. One, one thing I will say, I don't know if you've looked at the Action Network lines this week or not. I have not, no. It is bizarre. There are some gigantic disparities. 
right <laughs> now year, this year's so weird it's impossible to, to get the yeah. insights there and i mean this game doesn't have a ton of picks yet but 49 percent of tickets 83 percent of money that's pretty bonkers and and just to to show you where it's been at texas ou with 945 bets texas has 67 percent of bets but OU has 86% of the money, which doesn't doesn't bode well for us, but also what? This none of this is computed all season long, except for when yeah. it's like a, a drastic 90 plus percent, which we've seen a couple times this year. Yeah, it's been strange, but I I don't trust Carolina yet. This this feels like a, a Mac Brown loss to me. I could definitely see him dropping this game right now. Uh, see, I'm going to I, I don't trust North Carolina. I am going to pick them in this game, though, because what I, I, I am going back to uh, when that BC game, uh, part of the reason that they get to be sloppy is they had a long layoff. They had, if I rec- remember correctly, a two week layoff. Yeah, that's going to come into play a little bit later. Hint, hint. Um, but I think that's what happens there is we have to take into account the layoffs, the weird schedule. And yes, I, I, I agree that Virginia tech has fought hard. And now I think that they've had to start getting the games under their belt. They're having to go back to back um, in weeks. Now I, I think North Carolina can squeeze this out by a touchdown. I don't really put much stock into North Carolina being at home in this one. I honestly don't even know if there's going to be fans in the stands or not here. Uh, but, you know, I think they're a little overrated right now, but I think that's also a function of the Big Ten of the Pac-12 haven't played a fucking game yet. Um, but, hey, it is what it is right now. It's a crazy season. It's within one score, which makes it comfortable. I will say if this number was over seven or, or right on seven, I might consider taking Virginia Tech because that starts to get a little uncomfortable. But I'm expecting this to be more of a bounce back game uh, for North Carolina. They got the sloppy one out of the way. Now it's time to put things together a little bit better. So, yeah, go ahead and give me the Tar Heels. Also, just real quick, this line is also minus five. What in the world is wrong with me? Uh, well, we're about to find out on the next one, too, because that one's wrong as well. Okay, so they must have changed it right before <laughs> I, I took these, uh, or at least I was writing them down at, at the beginning. But uh, go ahead and tell me what Georgia is supposed to be favored by Tennessee before I get into my long spiel. Twelve and a half. All right. So things things apparently change at some point. Weird. All right. It's fine. We'll roll with it. It's still not going to change my pick here. Number 14, Tennessee. Number three, Georgia. Twelve and a half point favorite is Georgia, as Eddie has corrected me. And uh, look, Tennessee has been playing pretty decent and Georgia stomped a not great Auburn team. Um, Man. Auburn, what are you doing? I just, I don't even understand. (laughs) Everything looked like such garbage. Just awful. Okay. Anyway, to the pick, to the pick. I'm going to try not to dwell on that bullshit too much. Look, Georgia has at least, I I wouldn't say they figured out their offense because I think they, they played the equivalent of a wet paper bag last week. Um, Georgia has enough of a decent offense to where I think they are going to find their footing. Tennessee, however, while I'm not expecting many big things for them, uh, they're going to be ripe to play spoiler in this one. I, I still think Georgia is going to win this one, 
But Tennessee, I think, is going to be bringing a little bit more on defense, something resembling consistency on offense. Because, look, Georgia so far has played Arkansas, which somehow got a win. Thank you, Mike Leach. And they have also uh, played Auburn, which has real no functional offense either. Not to say that Tennessee is explosive by any means, but I trust them to keep this one a little bit closer. And here's the other thing. And a 44 and a half point total, it basically what you're telling me is you're expecting Georgia to just absolutely shut Tennessee down. I think they're going to get loose just enough to keep this one close. So go ahead and give me the points of this one. I'm taking the balls. Who do you got, Eddie? Oh, we're getting a, a little feistier this week, finally. All right. I'm on the... I'm on the dogs, and by that I mean the Bulldogs, not the underdogs. Give me Georgia here. A couple things. Yes, you are correct about the total. You're expecting a low-scoring game. Georgia's only given up 16 points all year. Tennessee, meanwhile, you barely squeak by a mediocre, at best, South Carolina squad, and you took care of business against Missouri. Not super impressive. Meanwhile, Georgia... The one thing that I think we really saw last week is that Stetson Bennett is their guy. I'm sorry, Stetson Bennett, the fourth, which, God, what a fucking name. We need need a Stetson Bennett, the fourth versus Spencer Rattler matchup so badly at some point while they're at their respective schools. But he looked great. The running backs were playing well, but it's really that defense. And you and I have talked before about how I wasn't going to put much stock into home field advantage this year because most places aren't letting you have that many fans. However, <laughs> Georgia we, last week. But let's talk about Georgia. <laughs> I don't I don't know what the announced attendance was, but that looked about 75 percent full. I mean, that place was full and loud. It was rocking. It was and absolutely rocking. And they've still got another week till all those people pop positive for COVID. So (laughs) I would expect they're going to be there this week, too. So give me Georgia in this one. All right. Well, we'll see if we keep the feistiness going after the break. We got two more picks in our six pack. Eddie's got a game to take on. And of course, we will pick Notre Dame and Florida right after this. All right, we are back. Got four more picks for you here, and uh, we're going to start with a little unranked ACC matchup action. Uh, Apparently, Pittsburgh, despite being undefeated, once they went full pit, they got kicked out. But they are playing the aforementioned BC that we talked about earlier. Pitt, though, still a six-point favorite. 43 points is the total here. Uh, Eddie, I'm going to go ahead and lead this one off. Um, I am actually going to take BC in this one. Here, here's my theory with BC right now. I think BC's got enough to make games interesting. And Pitt is Pitt. So I got that going for me as well. Uh, but I do like what Jerkovic has been doing. He's been able to at least, it feels like he's elevated the team just enough. They're still Boston College. They're still not great. But it, it, it's kind of like, um, they're reminding me a little bit of my Dallas Cowboys. They're not very good. They're probably not going to win. But they're at least going to make the game somewhat entertaining. Now, we'll see if this actually pans out. I'm going off of like really a couple pieces of data here, but 
it, it's what I feel feel in my gut right now, Eddie, that that I should trust. And, and also the one time I didn't trust Jerk, it bit me in the ass. And ever since then, I've stuck with them and it's been good things. So we're going to I'm going to keep uh, setting up shop there in the jerk store. Who you got, Eddie? Kenny Pickett, Phil Jerkovich, the quarterback battle of the millennium. <laughs> Jesus, this game, the the under 43 tells you exactly what you need to know. This should be a gong show i like how you didn't even say the totals 43 you already said it's the under uh, yeah. under wow. for the 40s I, right in the I, shorties i 100 <laughs> meant to say total that was completely freudian <laughs> all that being said north carolina state is a terrible fucking football team and Pittsburgh lost to them last week. Not only did they lose to them, they allowed them to come back in the end at the final little bit. They so fucked that game up. And that's and that's exactly where I was about to go. Pitt giving up last minute comebacks. <laughs> Boston College the last two weeks one successful, blah, one successful. There's an actual word. There you go. And one just coming up short against North Carolina last week. Not only am I taking Boston College, oh, might, oh. might, might just have a little sprinkle. All right, there we go. Getting real, getting spicy even when we agree. I love it. All right, well, we got one more to pick in this six-pack, Eddie, and it's the big one. Number seven, Miami. Number one, Clemson. 61 and a half is the total. Clemson favored by 14 in a top 10 matchup. Woo, that's a sp- Spicy, spicy meat ball of a line. What you got here, Eddie? Man, I cannot wait for this game. Clemson, obviously a fantastic team. We've been talking about it for, I don't know, nine years running, it seems like. Uh, Clemson, probably the most talented team in the country. Miami, however, might be the most impressive team in the country so far this year. I've wax poetic about Derek King for the last five weeks here, I feel like. And I believe early on, I said I was going to ride Derek King until I was given a reason not to. Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback in the country. Travis Etienne is not only the best running back in the country. I saw a post on Twitter today comparing his stats to the likes of Bo Jackson. That's that's good company. Like Barry Sanders and Etienne was as good, if not better, than these guys in college. Like, he is fucking incredible. I don't care. Give me the fucking canes, baby. Here's my thinking Clemson, we've talked about much like last week, they don't need to cover early. Now, typically in the past, we've talked about how, okay, once it gets into conference games, they'll wake up. Once it gets into the high level conference games, they'll wake up. The problem is the ACC hasn't had high-level conference games for them. Even like the ACC championship is the closest it comes. And we see, as opposed to last week where they played Virginia early in the season and it didn't matter and they didn't cover, when it does matter, they beat the shit out of them. (laughs) I think Clemson should win this game. You know, they definitely will not have home field advantage. Clemson's still limited to 19,000 fans. And... High, po- high probability of a lot of rain in this game. 
I think that helps in two ways. One, you dampen whatever crowd you've got. And two, you can have some turnovers. I feel like that's going to help your chances with, uh, with staying close in the game. We saw last week UVA really turned it on with a mobile quarterback. And their quarterback is not nearly as mobile as Derek King. I like Miami to keep this close. I may throw a little sprinkle on this one, too. I think Clemson definitely wins it. But there is a decent chance of Miami maybe pulling this off. And then Clemson, you know, should Notre Dame fuck up. Clemson just beating the holy hell out of them in the ACC title game with revenge on the mind. But I like Miami to keep this game close. Another fun uh, bear fact. Rawr. Apparently, the, uh, the expected point stat for both po- offense and defense, Miami's higher than Clemson on both. Wow. So I'm not saying they're going to win, but I'm saying it's possible they could win. And that's enough to take two touchdowns for me. Yeah, and you hit on a little bit of something uh, with Virginia that there was a brief moment in time where Clemson, you know, you kind of had half an eyebrow raise like, oh, something going to happen here. Now, granted, Clemson turned it on and it was a laugher after that. But both of these teams, this is probably the thing that interests me the most about this game because you kind of hinted at it with Clemson, but Miami's the same way. We thought they were going to get a test against Louisville. They really didn't. I mean, that ended up being a laugher. They absolutely exposed their defense. It was an absolute just fucking boat race all the way beginning to end. Florida State hasn't provi- didn't provide much of anything. That was just fucking hilarious. Uh, so Miami's looked really, really good. And De'Ari King is, I mean, here's the other thing you, you got to or at least I think it's kind of in play here. And not that I could back this up with anything, but just really dumb cliches and stuff. But he's been playing in Houston for a while. He was able to escape out of a situation he clearly didn't like. And then he got to land at the U. And now all of a sudden in this weird ass season, Miami's top 10 got a chance to go right after the champs. Just, just go, go well, what former champ rather sorry ellis you didn't mean to insult you there but you got a chance to go take them out right here early in the season and if 2020 has shown us anything it's got gong show mentality when you kind of scan around the board and you're really looking for games that are going to come up and bite somebody like maybe you got something with north carolina against virginia tech But as far as something like really earth shattering, like even though Miami's in the top 10, I think on paper, most people and and clearly just look at what Vegas did with that 14 point spread. It expects there to be a gigantic chasm between these two teams. Uh, But I am also on the D'Eric King train. Uh, 14 is a hell of a lot of points in a game that I think is going to be a lot more competitive. Uh, Both these teams are going to really take their first real shots in the mouth. Uh, So it's going to be very interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a little bit more of a slugfest than anticipated here. Uh, So go ahead and give me the Canes as well. It's, It's really weird to be excited about a Miami team as a Notre Dame fan, but this should be a fun game. All right, Eddie, it is your turn. Sir, what do you got on the docket this week? Well, 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 off we go to the Southeastern Conference. Alabama Crimson Tide versus the oldest Mississippi you will find. The running Rebs, the Land Sharks, Ole Miss. Ryan, Alabama is favored 22 points coming off an 
absolute curb stomping of your Texas A&M fighting Aggies. But, ooh, Lane Kiffikins, he's a feisty boy. He likes to put up the points. Ryan, I implore you, give me your pick. Bama, and I don't even have to think twice. Like, look, Lane did excellent shit talking. He even went so far as to basically say, well, he didn't basically say, he just right out said it, that Saban is too old to cover him. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, did you see the reporter ask Saban about that quote? Yeah, he did. That was funny. And also Kiffin said that I forgot who the interview was, but he 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 told him to take the money line. Like Saban rolled off the comments like, yeah, he's right. I'm old. I've had a hip replacement. Um, I can't really cover somebody like him anymore. And look, I, I love all the bravado that Lane Kiffin's coming in with. But what the fuck? I mean, what the, like. Let's literally think about what Ole Miss has actually done to create any of this bravado right now because there ain't a whole hell of a lot. Look, if anything will happen, Ole Miss will put up some points and they'll do it early and then there's going to be adjustment and night-night Kiffykins, it's over. They're just, it's too soon for Lane to come up and uh, hit Kiffykins right now. Oh, we got an extra life donation in the middle of this. That's nice. Um, so... Keeping all that in mind, I mean, Bama is, they showed it against A&M. They're deadly. I do not trust Ole Miss's defense nearly that much. Maybe a little bit more than Texas A&M, but it's good. It might be closed for a little while, but at the end of the day, Tide is going to roll all over Kiffin's ass. Oh, God, this is going to be so fucking ugly. Well, who do you have, Eddie? I got, I want to be on all this so bad. It'd be fun. It'd be great. I can't do it. <laughs> I mean, this is it is it is a game that historically Ole Miss has pulled these kind of upsets in. Um, you know, Kiffykins wants it better than anything, and I mean, they put up points like crazy. I saw an interesting theory on this game from Barrett Sally who uh, used to be on the Cover 3 podcast before it sadly disappeared at the beginning of the season. So so, so weird how that happened, just completely off the face of the earth. R.I.P. Those, those three guys were fantastic. I don't know why they don't do a podcast together anymore. Really should. At least we have the punk cast where we get some of them together. So, I mean... Exactly. I- and, and the better two, uh, in my opinion. <laughs> but, but Barrett's point uh, in this game is obviously the Nick Saban dominance over his assistance is well known undefeated against his former assistants. And some people may think, especially for Kiffykins, he's going to want to come out and beat the shit out of him. But Barrett's theory was the exact opposite. He knows what Kiffykins can do on offense, and he knows that they've got weapons. So Saban is more likely to get a lead and then try and take the air out of the ball and slow down possessions and keep the ball out of Ole Miss's hands. I was intrigued. However, that being said, I've also watched Old Miss's defense, and I've watched, <laughs> and more importantly, I've watched Alabama's offense. Old Miss, you know, we we made jokes about Plumlee earlier in the season. Matt Corral's come out and won that job, and I mean, Ryan, who do we have at Alabama for quarterback? Uh, we still have Matt Jones. Who? Matt Jones. Two eight one three three zero eight zero zero four is not only the number that you can hit him up on down the lo- down low, but also maybe what his stat line is going to be against the Ole Miss defense. 
And don't forget they've they got, got no- Najee Harris too. Still. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Najee Harris is going to run through. They've got nobody who can stop Devontae Smith. And even if you do, uh-oh, here comes Jalen Waddle. <laughs> you can't double-team both of them. Uh, so yeah, give me Bama in this one. Yeah, But it should be, let's put it this way, this will be a fun game. It will. What- it may not be a good game. But it'll be a fun game. A nice lead in. It's a five o'clock kick. Worth watching at least the first half before the two ACC matchups. Yeah, it'll be over by then, too. Like, that's that's the good part. (laughs) All right. Well, I mean, but who knows? 2020 could be weird. I will say this. If I am wrong on this one, it would be the most hilarious being wrong ever because Kiffin pulling one over on Saban. Holy shit. Will that make all this bullshit worth (laughs) this season? I will. I will say this. There's no way Ole Miss covers without winning. It's either a Bama murder or an Ole Miss upset. So if you if you get a sexy money line, maybe maybe a, a little fire. <laughs> just a tiny sprinkle just for kicks so that if it does happen, you, you get to feel real good about yourself. You can show the ticket. Yeah, but I, I like a, a, a big Bama bet to cover. Little bitty money on <laughs> Nice hedge. I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, we actually have. It feels like it's been forever, Eddie. Uh, you know, I think last decade was the last time we picked a Notre Dame game. But here we are. Another ACC conference matchup. You're number five. Fighting Irish are a 21-point favorite at home against Florida State. The total in this one is 52. And if you remember, I said, I'm going to come back to something and it's time to come back to it. The long layoff. And that is one thing that is really, really making this game actually hard to pick for me because North Carolina, that game against Boston College looked just absolutely sloppy when they probably should have been running away with it. I really don't think Florida State's got the talent to do that. But what they have figured out is that they they actually have uh, done their own little quarterback rotation. So they have somebody kind of, you know, that good old backup shot in the arm. They still don't really have an offensive line. Their defense is, eh, it, it, it's not great, but it's uh, serviceable at, at this point from what we've seen from Florida State. Now they're going to get dog tired by the fourth quarter. Look, Notre Dame is getting some weapons back, supposedly. I, I don't know what your thoughts on or the, the mysterious Kevin Austin. Uh, Eddie, do you, are you believing he exists or does not exist this week? It's Santa. It's Santa Claus. <laughs> All right. Well, that answers that question. Uh, but Austin's supposed to come back. Skoranek's supposed to come back. Uh, the offensive line hopefully has you know used that little uh, happy boost that they got against South Florida. Now they're going to be facing some bigger boys this time around. They shouldn't be able to to push him in. And Elvis asks, "Is Norvell back yet? He's supposed to be, as far as I know, for this game. He is. Yeah. And uh, so." On the Notre Dame side, we also have some potential mystery missing folks. We don't know who it's going to be, uh, as we mentioned, uh, or very briefly mentioned. Uh, there's been rumors it's Ian Book. There seems to be absolutely nothing around that would suggest that Book would be out for this one. So it sounds like most of the weapons are going to be there. But, man, only you have a lot of people out of practice, and we don't know who it was. and. God, I don't want to do this. I'm taking Florida State to cover. I feel bad. Wow. I feel real bad. 
Wow, 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 wow. And it isn't because I think they're any good. I just, 21 is actually a shit ton of points. And if there's one thing that has been consistent with Notre Dame in sloppy games, it's not that, you know, BK will start calling things to kick them out of the funk. Like, okay, fuck it, guys. We're just going to score. It's like, no, let's do what our game plan is. We're the better team. We're eventually going to win this. It will be comfortable. And I do think this will be a comfortable win. But I... Man, I just the two week layoff is still getting to me. I think Florida State, you know, will will be coming with everything they got. It'll be just enough to keep it close ish. I mean, if anything, Notre Dame, it's going to be right up to the end where they're going to try to cover this one is how I feel. So I'm going to hedge hedge some happiness here as far as, you know, saying, why the fuck didn't we blow Florida State out like the breaks off? I will say, hey, at least I knew it. But. I don't feel good about this pick, but there's just too many little odds and ends and and so many unknowns right now. I don't know who's been practicing. I don't know how how intense the practices have been. Everything is lining up for something to not quite fit right here. Notre Dame will win the game. Don't get me wrong. It will be an easy win. I just don't trust them on a 21-point cover. Who do you got, Eddie? Ryan, I get it. 21 is a ton of points. Obviously, the first half against Jacksonville State was fucking hilarious. <laughs> we all had a lot of fun on Twitter. Oh, we did. Shout out, man. Shout out to the social media folks for football teams that have to fire off like first quarter halftime score tweets when you're losing to a one double A, especially as a blue blood. Like, I, I don't know what goes through your head when you're firing those off, but mute man <laughs> yeah they're the new uh only only people i say can reply to this is your your real savior there but they came back very strong in the second half the switch to jordan travis at qb seems to be what they needed i i mean james blackman kids had a lot of injuries but he's man he's just never been able to put it together and he hasn't had a line in front of him either which is really the biggest problem for florida state yeah, and and as you mentioned, the the layoff I don't think is the big problem for Notre Dame. It's the personnel questions. Uh, it seems like the the book rumor has been pretty well debunked, mm-hmm. so I'm not too worried about that. But uh, Brian Kelly had a lot of very interesting comments in his press conference on Monday uh, that Pete Sampson tweeted out. As always, shout out to Pete. Um, but talking about you know guys who who were in quarantine. They're maybe going to get 50% of play as they usually would, maybe only 25 if they were positive. We don't know who we're looking at. We don't know who we're going to see. Obviously, obviously, we've got depth at some positions, but there's a whole lot of green in a lot of those positions. Kevin Austin might be real. If, if between now and Saturday, we just clap and we believe in our hearts, he may manifest himself from the spirit realm and actually show up on the field. It's possible. We, we give him our spirit like Goku and anything can happen. But you've got, I so, mean, so when, the, he, when, the, when we finally get the first deep bomb, we're going to call it a spirit bomb. Yes, correct. Right. Thank you for, yeah, we know each other far too well. All of these things scare the shit out of me. That said, one, the line drops from 21 and a half to 21, and I'm fine with risking a push. But two, Florida State is 
bad. Real bad. Their O-line their o is paper mache quality. Wu, about to have himself a day. Foskey, calling it now, two sacks for Isaiah Foskey in this game. Kyle Hamilton is fine, according to Brian Kelly. He said, we, don't, we quit bitching about his health. He's good to go. He's not going to play the full game. Obviously, we shouldn't need him. But he's okay. We've got enough weapons. We've got, if Book is fine, uh, you know, if he and Book's not playing this game, it's a whole different story. But this we, we might have team a conversation. Is, we might have a conversation before the game if that happens. Well, I, I bet that I bet that line's going to move the four points that we uh, required. Right. But yeah, I just I think this Florida State team is abject trash, and I'm going to go ahead and lay the 21 points. And honestly, I just want to make history. I think this might be the first time in the five years we've done this podcast that I have taken Notre Dame and you've taken the opponent. Yeah, this this has been and this pain. I, I don't know. I don't know if we can if somebody can run the advanced stats on it, but I feel pretty sure about that fact. I, I don't think you're wrong, to be honest with you. I think you're pretty dead on on this one. Well, yeah, like I said, I don't feel good about it. I feel real bad, in fact, like and and I, I had a feeling you were going to take Notre Dame, too. So it, it is interesting that we have that up, but. You know, it's just one of those those feelings deep down in my gut that I feel something's going to go wrong. Now, granted, Florida State is such trash that it may not matter, but ugh, 21 is a lot. It's a lot. And this game started at 20, if I remember right. So the fluctuations haven't been too big in either way. But uh, yeah, that hook coming off the board uh, was a nice favor. So maybe maybe we will get a push. And that'll show that if our powers are combined <laughs> uh, on you taking the Irish and me fading, then things uh, get weird, sir. Hey, if, if, if it can guarantee us that we hit the number, whatever it is, I'm happy to use those powers in the future. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll have to figure out how to put those in. All right. Well, uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. We will wrap it up. And I do want to give out a, sh- a, a shout out. I know people on the pod are probably like, oh, what do you, you know, extra life donation. So I'll at least get it out here because I will start talking more about it since it's within a month. Uh, it is a thing I do. It involves a lot of video games this year. I'm actually going to try to combine it with football. So it's going to be a uh, good fun. It's actually going to center around the Notre Dame Clemson game. So it's going to be a good time. Uh, we'd like to thank Amy for her $25 donation. Uh, we have a very, very lofty eleven thousand plus dollar goal, and uh, if that happens, you will see my beautiful face on Twitch look a lot more like Guy Fieri. Uh, that is the payoff for this year. We're trying to get over eleven grand. Uh, that's going to go direct to uh, cancer research at the Children's Hospital Foundation, Oklahoma City, honor of a young man named Avon. So, Amy, thank you very much for the twenty five dollars. I wanted to make sure to give you a shout out since uh, you happened to donate that while we were live. And with that said, Eddie. Now is the time to lead us off or lead us out, well, crap, not off. Jesus. Kids, uh, we might not get half these games <laughs> and, and not necessarily because of COVID this week, but because of hurricanes. That's so, true. hey, if you're in, if you're in the path of Delta, be safe. Uh, since I was I mentioned to Ryan earlier today, my pick was almost the Tulane Houston game tomorrow <laughs> just because it's going to be finally here. On Oct- it'll be October eighth. Houston happening. getting their first game in, but fuck man, the, the hurricane may prevent trout. Who knows? So we left that one off the board. But as always, stay safe. Please, you know, fuck it. Wear your masks. Stay. Quit. Don't be idiots. If you're in the, if you're running into a hurricane, please be safe. Stay out of the way. 
We've got a hell of a slate this week. It's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, from start to finish, you get to begin your day with the Red River Shootout. You're closing out with uh, both our game against Florida State and that Miami-Clemson game. Uh, I can't remember if we've got any late, late, late night shenanigans. I honestly don't uh, know. Uh, I, I haven't been keeping up with it that much. So hopefully that problem starts getting resolved uh, soon and the, the Pac-12 uh, does actually stick to their plan because I'm missing that little after dark action. Yeah, Pac-12 and Mountain West coming back will help that. Earlier today, oh baby, we got the MAC schedule announced. You gotta love that. Oh, I didn't even get to... It's been a day. I haven't had a chance to look at it yet. I need to make sure I do that after we get off here. To You and I will be recording during MAC games. Yes! I will, I will be live shouting... Spoiling shit for Probably me. expletives when uh, dumbass scores happen that ruin my uh totals as things are want to happen but it's been the missing thing from this pod though yeah you gotta you gotta love them action it's always good uh but hey kids as always we love you go irish and hail gambler all right. Thank you very much to everybody that joined us live on twitch.tv slash Suns. Make sure you join us live tomorrow at 9 p.m. Central for The Sim. It will be back once again. And of course, subscribe and review to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and wherever you happen to get your podcast feeds at. Please make sure to drop in at Discord over at HerLittleSons.com Discord slash Discord. And of course, we're always at HerLittleSons.com. Well, go Irish. Be those. Y'all have a good one. 